Welcome to MIA 2K, your ticket from Miami to Seoul. We're Kathy and Laura, and we're so happy you could join us today. You probably know us from, just kidding, you don't know us yet. We're just two Miami girls with obsessive fandom tendencies who fell into the inescapable void of Korean entertainment. And we're here to share our insights and spill all the tea only grown fans like us can enjoy. We've done all the research and acclimating so you don't have to. Before we begin, please make sure you're following us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And if you love visuals like us, you can watch us on our YouTube channel. We drop episodes with our hot and sunny takes every week. Hi, guys. In today's episode, we're going to talk about our experience watching the Permission to Dance on stage concert. How many times? The world may never know. Actually, you will know. You'll find out because we're going to count exactly how many times we've each watched it. We also want to talk about our movie going experience with the Permission to Dance on stage live viewing global theater, whatever the name was from Weavers and Hive that is overly complicated for no reason. <laughs> And we're also going to talk about uh, our expectation for the PTD Las Vegas, which we're sadly not going to, but we have a lot of thoughts about how the members are enjoying the concerts and having the best time right now in their careers and just living their best lives with permission to dance tour because it's a tour at this point. This will probably be a very animated video because we are talking about our favorite band. So if you want to hear some cute little anecdotes, maybe some jokes, keep on listening and watching. Yes. And oh, and, and we should mention that now Spotify has video. Oh, yeah. So we have started to upload our video component to Spotify as well, which takes about six, seven hours. Get for <laughs> so we hope that you appreciate that you can see our faces on Spotify too. Uh, today, we're going to have a quickie holding ourselves accountable to this fun episode and we hope you guys enjoy just listening to us talk about the shame that we've brought upon our families <laughs> because of our decisions and if you ask us how many times have you watched that concert or will you watch that concert our answer will be yes, yes. <laughs> and with that let's jump right into our experience so I think it all starts with BTS announcing that this was even gonna happen yeah um we obviously said uh we'll be there yeah so BTS was doing three concerts in Seoul on March 10th March 12th and March 13th so the ones on the 10th and on the 13th were going to have the option of live viewing from your home and the one on the 12th was going to be a global theater experience so everybody could watch the concert from the movie theater so we bought tickets to the one where you can watch like at home and we also bought tickets <laughs> to the one where you could go to a movie theater Laura and I have absolutely no chill yeah it's a little problematic but it's okay is so it I don't think so not if you ask my husband <laughs> <laughs> so it, the first one was March 10th which is a Thursday it's a work day it was okay because it started at 5 a.m 5 a.m. Yes. And I'm usually awake anyway, so it's not that big of a deal, except that this time it, it ended at 745. That's almost three hours. It was a bit much. Wouldn't change it for the world, but that's three hours. 
think. Yeah. I, I think we should also go back and mention, because I don't think people like my dad asked me 35 times, like, he's like, mm -hmm. have you seen the show? And I'm like, how do I explain this to you? Like mm -hmm. when artists go on tour, they go to every different country and they do basically the same show with the same set list. Right. But every time it's a different experience because things change, things happen. So we have watched this collectively. <laughs> I mean, I'll say I've watched it now with the three times that I caught it this weekend or four times that I caught it this weekend, uh, 12 times. So the, the PTD tour, basically the, at this point, it's what it is started mm -hmm. back in October, October 24th was the first online oh experience. Then they have the replay, like the video on demand. So I watched that again, because yes. again, no chill. Then they had their concert in LA. So we went to LA, we saw the concert twice. We, wa we watched the day one and day two in person, which was life-changing. It was. I have, again, no chill. So I filmed the concert both days, almost completely. I have a lot of footage on the phone. Like I, on the plane back from LA, I went through all the footage. So I basically watched both shows again. I'm counting that because I honestly did record probably 75% of both shows. She's not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. My camera was always out. So again, I watched that two more times. Then they announced Seoul. So, oh, sorry. No, no. Then they had day three and day four. Day three was illegally live stream, just girly things. So <laughs> I, I caught like every live stream on Twitter and Instagram that didn't get shut down. Uh, for day three, day four was paid. I watched it. I don't know if you did because it was your birthday. I didn't watch day three or day four. Okay. So just me. <laughs> and then now we have the soul experience, which was three days. And then they had the live viewing on the 10th and on the 13th, like we said. Mm -hmm. And for the day of the movies, Miami or Broward just so happened to have two showings at our movie theater. And I wanted to take my dad to see this because I'm like, he's never going to see a concert. And I kind of want him to like understand the experience. And my dad doesn't judge me. Like he, for the most part, doesn't. And he's just happy for me. So anyway, when Laura and I were buying tickets, I was like, Laura, I think I want to take my dad to the early showing. And then I can go with you and your husband to the late one, because I just wanted to like, I knew I was going to be focused on him. And mm -hmm. I figured he was going to fall asleep. And I just thought it was going to be like, Pena hashtag embarrassing so I just didn't want to like go through that with Laura and her husband next to us so I was just like I'll take my dad to the early showing and then all of us can go later to the late showing so I watched it on Saturday twice and then I watched it on Sunday which I almost didn't because I forgot to set my alarm and but I actually still woke up at five in the morning even though because the time had changed it was already six so I missed an hour of the show but it's fine because again what did I miss I missed <laughs> Jungkook's uh, jacket breaking that's mm -hmm. what I missed I, I joined right at the end of that segment so you know I'm sorry for my fault <laughs> <laughs> so in conclusion I've watched it 12 times the same show but differently you know what I'm saying <laughs> It, it that's exactly what I was trying to okay so let's bring it back when the notification came that they were doing the theater experience I kiddingly jokingly looked at Ryan and I was like hey would you want to go and I thought he was gonna say hell no but he's like sure I'll go I might have left a couple of details out which 
was not a good idea because it all came crashing down the day of the actual movie. Details like how long it was going to be. and Yeah, like how long it was, almost three hours. How much money it was, almost $40. <laughs> and the type of experience it was going to be. He thought it was going to be like, Justin Bieber has come out with like movies of his concert, but it has been a movie, not like a live taping of the concert. So I kind of left a lot of details out, which came to bite me in the butt. But I, right before we were going to leave, I said, look, Kathy told me it's basically a concert. <laughs> there's girls screaming. There's girls singing. You don't have to go. And he said, no, you spent money. I'm going. So that was the attitude that we had going into this movie theater. <laughs> which yeah. for anybody wondering... If you should drag your husbands along or people that don't want to go, eh, might not be the best way to introduce them to an experience with BTS concerts. Maybe a live stream at home might be more safe. However, I do like the fact that he kind of got the concert experience. Like Kathy yeah. was saying, like her dad and, and Ryan will probably not go, go to a BTS concert ever. So I feel like this was the closest to that that they mm -hmm. can get without going to an actual concert. And like, I kind of wanted to share that with him because it's very different watching it at home in your couch in your pajamas and pretending you're getting high, but like not even like texting Kathy, oh my God, but like this is me, you know? So it's different. Like, there's the community aspect. So even though it might have been a little deceitful the way that I took him there. I don't regret it because at least he got to see something that I really enjoy and I wanted to share that. So again, we bought the tickets the day that they came out on sale. We were kind of concerned. We're like, is this going to be like Ticketmaster with the concert? Is this going to be like a scalper situation? Are people going to buy the tickets for resale? <laughs> like we need to like, so Laura was the one in charge of buying the ticket for the three of us. And then I was going to buy the one for me and my dad. And we were like strategizing. We were like, okay, do we think the South Beach movie theater is going to be like less intense and like, you know, all the army because there's more army in like Davie and in Broward County in general. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, maybe the, the theater in, in Broward is not a good idea because there's going to be more army, more competition, more whatever. I was actually pretty surprised. I think we both were that Cinemark had multiple theaters showing the movie at the same time. So they had two showings again, one at 4.30, one at 8.30, and they had four movie theaters at each of those times. So they showed the movie a total of eight times at Cinemark and Davy. And then like, if we go at 4.30, there's probably gonna be more children. If we go at 8.30, it's gonna be more like grown army, like entirely way too much strategizing <laughs> for what it was. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to pretend that I'm a normal person. <laughs> I'm not just know that I'm not trying to like hold this facade, but like, I think I'm normal. I think I'm fucking crazy. It's been over for me. It's fine. It is what it is. <laughs> so anyway, we got the ticket. So going into the experience. So we knew from the moment that the tickets went on sale and from when they described it on the, on their announcement that there was going to be no captions for the concert at the, at the theater, yeah. which was a huge, huge bummer because again, we're trying to have our dad, our husbands, our peoples that come have an experience where they can get to know BTS better. And when they speak in Korean the entire time, and these are people that are not at all familiar with any Korean, because at least Laura and I may catch like five to 10% of what they're saying, but I don't think that that's the case for anyone else that's not exposed to the language as much as we are. So that was a huge bummer. I, I assume that because the concert was uh, streamed live, actually, as it was happening, 
in like Asia and Australia and maybe parts of Europe, because it's a paid movie theater experience, they didn't want subtitles to be put on the screen live just in case there were mistakes. And then because they didn't get it, the West wasn't going to get it either. So we're just, there were just like no, no captions for anybody, which again, it's just sucks because we, when we watch it in our homes in the live stream version, the subtitles are imperfect. They're delayed. There's mistakes, but at least we get a gist of what they're Mm -hmm. saying of what's going on. And that really makes a difference, especially when you, when you know that like 20% of the program is meant like they they stop to talk multiple times during the concert so it's not like oh it's like it was a one-time thing and they just like said thank you for coming goodbye no they take time to do roasts (laughs) during the concert to be like oh you fell oh you yawned oh you did this like they roast each other throughout these months and like we're missing out on all that so about what the experience was like at the movie theater. So I'll start with my experience with my dad. So my dad knows probably like three BTS songs. Uh, When I sent him their collab with Coldplay for my universe, I think that's, he was really impressed because he loves Coldplay. So I knew that was a good end for him. I sent him the dance practice video for Black Swan a couple of nights before because any dance practice video is just superior. And I wanted him to see the choreo before he saw the transition that they do at the concert with all the dancers and their feathery sleeves and that beautiful, like it's Oscar worthy in my eyes. The first time I saw that I was mind blown and it doesn't matter that I've seen it 12 times. It's still so impressive to me. So I sent him that and I was like, Hey dad, this is your homework for watching the movie please just like take this and enjoy the performance. And he was like, he responded super cute. Like they're simply like, you can't take your eyes off of them. And I was like, yes, dad, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. And then at the movie theater, when we got there, I nap a lot. And I think I get it from him. We're borderline, like a little bit narcoleptic. Sometimes I have a talent for sleeping. So does my dad. And my dad slept through parts of Hamilton. Like if, if anybody is doubting what I'm saying. So anyway, I knew he was going to fall asleep at some point. So I told him, I was like, you can sleep, but after the transition into black, into black swan, like you can sleep at any other point. I just, I don't care. You just need to watch that. He was like, I'm not going to fall asleep. He fell asleep. But yeah, so he went in the first movie theater that I was in. My dad and I were in, gen- in the auditorium too, I think for the first showing and our theater, we had some pretty rowdy people in front of us, like in the row, we were in, in row G. First of all, my dad hasn't been to the movies here in years. And when he walked in and he saw that it was like recliners and things, he was like, oh, wow. Like, is this the movie experience? And I'm like, yes, welcome to 2022. So the people in front of us were quite rowdy. They were like, you know, I don't know. Yungi would say like, Anyoseo, and they'll be like, yes, Yungi, you go. And like, you know, that, that kind of energy. So my dad got a lot of that. And they had light sticks and they would, uh, there's one girl was literally coordinating the light stick. There's Laura with the little pen light stick. Um, this girl had, I guess her phone app out and she would change the color of the light stick to match the color, like the song and how they do it on the stadium. Like she had for blue and gray, it was blue. And then for fire, it was red. Like she knew the itinerary. (laughs) Like you think we're, I know we're bad, but trust there's worse yeah there's a lot so basically I spent the whole time at the movies 
telling my dad what was going on. So like, I knew it was coming and he, he kept being confused. He's like, but have you seen this? And I'm like, yes and no. I've seen the like set list and the show and even the set list, they change. They change it like usually are on the encore, but I haven't seen this today. Like this just happened today. And so, and because I was on Twitter throughout the day, I knew some things that were said. So I could tell him like, oh, right now, Sugar's saying that they did the set list so that not just so that we could see all seven of them constantly, but so they could see us as much as possible. So I would just, you know, throw things like that in. And he was really impressed. At the end, we took a picture of the, the movie theater and he texted it to me and he texted me, thank you all in caps. So he's really Aww. cute. He really enjoyed it. And at the end, he's like, I could go to their concert. And I'm like, you don't understand what Ticketmaster is like for BTS concerts. I'm like, sir, I, I love that, you know, you're not at army level yet. You're maybe like JROTC. Shout out to uh, JP for that joke. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but I, I mean, I love the commitment. I love the optimism, dad, but no, it doesn't. So yeah, that was a, that was a theater experience with my dad. And then I left the theater to drop him off, came back. And then I want to say the, the name of the account is outro wonder MIA. They so. were hosting an event at the bleachers or at the benches outside, uh, Cinemark Movico. And when I got back, they were doing like, they were in the middle of like a huge, like flash mob with everyone, which looked really fun. Uh, but by the time I got out of my car and parked and came and whatever, it was over. So I didn't catch the show, but I got to talk to some people, mostly parents that brought their kids and I'm here like, <laughs> no, I'm the kid. And I brought my dad. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just walking through earth, just feeling out of place and, and I'm cool with it. It's fine. It's, it's really fine. So anyway, Laura. So while Kathy's living through all of this, we're getting ready to go to the concert. And, you know, at this point, like I mentioned, the truth is coming out. <laughs> and Ryan's not the happiest man in this planet. But, you know, we're getting ready and he's asking the same question. Like, have you seen this? Is this when was this filmed? And we had a whole discussion because he didn't believe me that they had filmed it that same day and that it was going to be shown in the theater. He's like, no, that's impossible. Like they have to do production and all of this stuff. And I'm like, Ryan, they're not doing production. Like how it is, is what we're getting. So he's like, well, you know, I'll never know the truth because when we get to the movie theater, if I'm right and you're wrong, you're never going to like accept it. I was right. But that's besides the point. Laura was texting me <laughs> as I was like at the movies to try to like help Brian make his mind up and I was like no Laura this is today's concert like you can tell him on um, Thursday this happened and this didn't happen today today Jimin fell sugar fell it's raining like that was the biggest thing Jin wore something different at the end for men's and on his head like that's how you know when the concert is from so we had like a whole little discussion all the truth came out I gave him his last chance of not going he said no I'm going you paid for it and I'm like all right we're going I wanted to do what Kathy did with her dad of like giving Ryan like a heads up or like telling him important things but he's more of like a just watch a type of guy so I started doing that and he's just like let me listen to them and I'm like I'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry for okay, Rosetta Stone. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry tell me what they're saying because I'm not aware but okay so you know we're watching the concert and I'm talking to Kathy and like I would look over and I, I I saw that for the most part he was looking and he was listening. I saw him like close his eyes during the VCRs and the ments, which is fine. But when they were performing, he was paying attention. So the movie ends 
and our theater I thought wasn't super rowdy like people didn't have the light sticks on just the girls next to me yeah but they would turn it on when they turn it off when they realized the light was like too much like it it wasn't it took them a while trust I was this close to saying something but I didn't because I wanted to be good army and just let her enjoy however she wanted to enjoy it but it was a lot it was a lot they did eventually turn it off. Mm-hmm. Um, so they didn't have it on the whole time, which was appreciated. Yeah. But the uh, so I was like sandwiched in between Ryan and Kathy. Ryan comes out of the movie theater and he's like, I wish I could have listened to them. But really, it just felt like I was getting a concert from the girl that was sitting next to me. She apparently sang every single song, the Korean and English parts and it was a lot. <laughs> I tell him it could have been worse because I thought the girls to your side were worse because they were singing, but they weren't screaming things like the girls to your side were screaming. But anyway, when we came out, that was his one complaint. And we were in the car on our way back because we live a little far from the movie co. I mean, the Cinemark. And on our way back, I like start playing a little BTS because, you know, once you come out of there, you you, you have all the songs in your head mm-hmm. and he was vibing. I don't know if he'll ever like accept this and say, yeah, I was, but he was vibing. He undercover knows a lot of songs. He just doesn't know he knows because I play him so much that if I put a song, he'll like hum to it or like he'll know certain words. And I think ever since the experience on Saturday he at least gives me like a minute or two or listening to a song before he says oh change it so I think it was worth it that's a big step up for me yeah so I can I can attest to Laura's indoctrination techniques and I don't even live with her so if I live there it would it would (laughs) I don't even know what I would be like like I would I would probably be dressing in like handbox and <laughs> I don't know I, I think it would be I would be way worse if I'm already this bad I don't want to know what I would be like if I had Laura with me 24 7 with her brainwashing like he low-key knows half of Kai's second mini album <laughs> that album's good I'm, I think that's if it ain't broke don't fix it good good job Laura yeah so I mean I think that was a big plus we came back yesterday from his parents' house. And again, I put a little BTS because um, I had, I don't remember why I did, but I just did. And again, like. We don't need permission to dance, Laura. <laughs> we do not. We do not. <laughs> but he usually tells me to change it. And like, I think he listened to like two songs without telling me to change it. So that's a big plus. I call that a win. I don't think you would go to a concert like your dad, but you know, at least he won't tell me to change the song. My dad's definitely a concert hoe. So it (laughs) it makes sense that he would want to experience it. And he loved like the Coldplay with like the bracelets and stuff. And I was like, Coldplay take that from them, you know, like not BTS, but like from Korean concert experiences generally. Just a couple of things additionally that I I think we should talk about is uh, the strength of K-Army, Korean army. Because if I had been there and Jungkook's jacket had burst, (laughs) I would have been taken out by the Korean uh, police <laughs> because I would have been <laughs> screaming bloody murder it was admirable how from day one they stayed quiet they really didn't scream they used the clappers to the best of their ability 
Namjoon said it best. He said, are your iron hands ready? Because their their hands truly and their legs like even Tay was saying something about how they were using parts of their face to like clap like these women and some men and even one that left his wife at home uh were very committed to letting bts know that they were there and they were happy and that they were enjoying the experience so k army shout out to y'all for just being the strongest soldiers god really said these people will have a lot of strength because you do mm -hmm. and the members just look really happy and I, I I was so heartwarmed by that and I think because the audience couldn't scream like they usually do and couldn't sing I think the members took it upon themselves to take their energy up to like they're usually at a hundred and they took it up to like a thousand because at one point I was like guys This, this whole part of the show is so you don't have to dance, but here you are like on a trampoline, like chill the fuck out. Like, I mean, I appreciate it, but like it was everything we, we know that for fans of BTS, Yoongi Suga is not one to expend his energy. He is very reserved with his output, but the way he was jumping around stage and singing and screaming and living his best life. I mean, typically for concerts, he does yeah, that. Yeah. He does. He does get hype. He does get lit. But it was on another level for Seoul. Yeah. Like you could mm -hmm. tell that they were happy to be playing at their home. You could mm -hmm. tell they were happy to be playing the Olympic Stadium after that was that literally their last concert before the mm -hmm. pandemic started. And just all of them and, and the stability in their voices for all of them, despite how like hard they were jumping and just everything that they were doing, <laughs> the way that they bullied Yoongi during his verses uh, and, and the way that Tay was living out all his meme dreams. And the way that Jimin fell and then almost fell like every other <laughs> second of the concert, Jesus Christ. It was, it was just so great. Everything was great. Ryan actually commented on that. He's like, you know, for someone that's so graceful and what he considers the best dancer in BTS, Jimin is really torpe. Like he was falling around or like almost falling around. Like he was like, even when he was pretending to do like the slippery slide, risky business one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was still like almost falling for real. So like it was the best clumsy Jimin that yeah. we could have ever hoped for. Yeah, I mean, I think even <laughs> I was telling my dad, I'm like, I was trying to give him the background. I'm like, he always falls, usually off of chairs, but he also has a lot of footage of him tripping on stages a lot. I think it also has to do with the fact that he loves to wear boots with yeah. heels so he can look taller. Then that just hasn't worked in his favor, but I think he would rather be fabulous and tall and fall than be yeah. short. I think he's just yeah. like, nope, antes muerta que sencilla, like. The, the truth is the truth. So I was trying to tell my dad, I'm like, the, the members aren't even faced when he falls anymore because it's just part of the curriculum at this point. And obviously when he does it mid a number that is like serious, no one, you know, move the muscle or anything. When he tripped during Idol, I think Tay laughed and, and the yeah, yeah, Yungi too, they, they could see him. But in the other one, like they, you know, I, was it Blood, Sword and Tears or was it, no, Black, it was Swan? Black Swan? when he when he fell during black swan and that was an actual hard fall it almost looked like part of it like i swear it my did dad look like part my of dad it. And, and ryan and like bts agnostic people would not have known that it was an accident because it kind of looked like it was part of the move yeah and yeah. jimin just played it off really well so he did he did and when you mentioned the whole like jk and the jacket thing that was 
like the oh the the bursting button thing yeah 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 that was another thing that ryan mentioned so we're in the car and he's like these people they show an elbow and all the girls are screaming <laughs> like this movie theater is gonna have to change their seats like it was a lot <laughs> not the seats not from <laughs> the, the wetness not that oh my god i was trying to let him know that i'm like dad you don't understand like in the west we've seen artists and like they're fully naked and like we're kind of impervious to it but when it comes to bts like we see a clavicle and we bro. become rabid bro rabid <laughs> in the movie theater experience Jin showed shoulder i was like <gasps> shoulder <laughs> we got a full and it was a it was a big chunk of his shoulder and his like upper arm because he never shows that it was it was full tricep oh my god i hate who we've become sugar was like here's my hurt elbow from me falling and i was like "Ah, not the elbow (laughs) and jimin had worn an la uh turtleneck without sleeves which was delicious but then here for seoul they changed their outfits a bit and they included red and oh my god delicious and that mesh top that like i'm just like every time that you know the editors for run bts in the soup whatever are trying to cover up jimin i'm just like guys why are we trying like this first of all jimin was from the beginning the the bait for being hot he was uh, from the first debut song he was the one lifting his shirt showing his abs in that show in 2014 when he like ripped his shirt off in china for like mom he ripped his shirt on stage i'm like there's nothing we haven't seen and yet here we are we see a mesh top and we forget that we are women and you know asking for equal rights and just (laughs) it's all out the window all of it for what it really is ridiculous what hype has done to just genius desexualize bts while making them hip thrust the math is not mathing like it's just not and yet here we are watching it 12 times for what for what honestly oh my god it's like they're such geniuses they like started with sexualizing them because that's how they debuted like because, I, because no that's what dreams. everyone does sorry. yeah and then they managed to desexualize them and I, now I all of a like sudden so forgot like... what jimin's chest looks like <laughs> and, then, and then all of a sudden they're like coming back because they're freaking almost 30 and if jimin wants to show his freaking torso he should be allowed when jungkook's <laughs> jacket burst on day three that man tried to button that, that button was so <laughs> army though that button said i'm here for my people i'm here to represent Borahe army boom like freedom Borahe army. <laughs> and, then, and jungkook tried to button it like three times until i think he realized that the button was gone for good that button was a <laughs> That bun said, I'm sacrificing myself, kamikaze itself out of the jacket and was never seen again. And we will forever <laughs> thank it for its service. <laughs> forever. A um, moment of silence for the moment button. Moment of silence for the realest button in the game. <laughs> oh, this episode is so unhinged. I love it. <laughs> you know who else also really wants to show everything? Who? J-Hope. J-Hope wore sleeveless shirts. Cutout was like all the <laughs> 
<laughs> like those oh. basketball shirts that are just yeah. like muscle muscle tees. I think they're called like muscle, muscle tanks. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He wore shorts on the first day, even though it was cold as hell. Like he's just out there. I'm sure he works for it. And, and on like, day Hi. three too, and there's a there's a, a a video or a snippet of him like squatting where you can see like the shorts or underwear that he's wearing under the shorts and uh it's a lot and i'm here for it they're men Literally. they're, they're grown, grown men, men. <laughs> like he's about to be 25 like yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jen and Sugar were 30. Now they're 29 again, but they were 30 <laughs> for a second. Uh, <laughs> I, other moments that I that I wanted to talk about were I'm just I was very happy to see them happy because I think at times, especially when they were doing only online concerts, we could see that it was hard for them to keep up the energy while looking at empty seats in front of them or at cameras. Yeah. It just, I can only imagine how crazy it is to go from performing for thousands and thousands and thousands of people screaming your name, singing your songs in every country across the world, and then going and doing it in front of a bunch of cameras and lights and empty seats. And that really took a toll on them. And you could tell by the end, by the last online concert. Like muster must have been really hard for them. And I think that's why they, the Hive tried to do like the screens and they selected however many hundred armies to be on the mm -hmm. screen so they could at least see fans enjoying it, it live. But yeah, it was, it was a lot. So seeing them just happy running around the stage, using up their energies to the max, jumping around like crazy, bullying each other, roasting each other. They really tried to make every show different. And there's an image in that section where they're on their little trucks and then they cross paths. Day one, Jimin and Sugar Passed hands. Right. Day two... Jimin went like overboard to the point where he could have fallen out of the bus and Sugar did like a minimum effort hand out and it, the hands never met and then day three <laughs> Sugar tried to like extend to like the thing to Jimin and Jimin literally just was like sassy looking back like I'm not gonna touch your hand so every day you just this is why we watch the show repeatedly and why it doesn't really get old because Jungkook's jacket might burst Yoongi and, and Jimin might have a different Tom and Jerry dynamic that day Jin will wear something different on his head and it'll be precious Namjoon will start yawning and then Jin will be like hey yellowhead why are you yawning go to the back and raise your arms like a kid in, in class I, I'm finding out beautiful things about Korean education like I guess is what they do with, to their kids yeah they do when when they're they still do. Uh, falling asleep in class so great for me to know it was just so good to see them so happy I you can you can really tell that they're genuinely happy for the most part this was exactly what they needed and I can't wait to see what they do in Vegas because I'm going to watch that concert again so sure. let's see how many times Kathy can watch PTD without being like okay guys i'm done like it's it's been enough it's been enough and we have i mean besides ptd in las vegas they they also have uh the grammys performance mm -hmm. and they're going to be on good morning america i think sometime this week right yeah um so there's there's a whole bunch of content for us army to enjoy Mm -hmm. And I'm just excited. I think we should mention also, we're not going to Vegas <laughs> because when, when the announcement was made, you know, we traveled to LA twice in November, once for Head in the Clouds Festival and once for the PTD concerts. And that was a lot. And yeah. traveling from the East to the West Coast is exhausting. There's a three hour time zone difference. It's a six hour flight. You have to just like, you know, the hotel, everything, whatever. Vegas yeah. is a lot. I've... <laughs> I've been to Vegas way too many times for both work and for fun. And Vegas is a lot. So as soon as they announced that they were going there, I wasn't immediately like, oh my God, I must go. Because if it's the same concert, like at the end of the day, it is the same 
in many ways if they were coming to the east coast and if they decide to announce like a tour where they're going to come to new york atlanta maybe orlando i would go 100% no doubt but vegas i knew it was going to be really expensive like really pricey on the hotel side yeah so we're not going to vegas for that reason and also because we have demanding jobs and some yeah. of us have husbands yeah. that they don't they don't want to get into fights yeah. with so because it, it's also Vegas, like I would feel a bit uncomfortable going without Ryan just because it is Vegas, just the uh, vibe, the aura that Vegas has. Yeah. Um, and, and so like I I knew that if, if, if I were to go, it would have had to involve Ryan and he's not going to go to the concert and like everything that we would be doing in Vegas would be for the concert. Um, yeah. We would have ended up at events with Maddie for our Misu travel and Ryan would have been exactly. the only guy there. So exactly. it would have, much, it would have been, it wouldn't have been fun for him. And it would have been a very hefty expense for him as yeah. well. And I also have family that are visiting from Colombia. So yeah, I can't just be like, Hey, I'm not going to be here. Even though you planned this like a year ago, cause I'm going to go see the same concert that I've already seen six other times, but it's okay. Uh, we're, probably gonna catch it either online yeah and uh, this is the first concert in america that the members have instagrams for oh, so yeah. their activity on instagram for the soul concerts were great yungi decided to figure out how to use instagram to be contrived he really kind of uh, took advantage of all the pictures of him to be like here thirsty girls take this you're That's welcome great. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing those posts. There was something on Twitter that said, who's going to be the first member to be like wearing LV and LV because they have their Louis Vuitton partnership. Yeah. So Louis Vuitton in Vegas, uh, I'm going to place my bet and say it's going to be J-Hope. And that sounds very J-Hope. Yeah, it sounds like, I mean, he literally posts his outfits like, like he, you know, it's, <laughs> it's so, can I just say really quickly, this is not specific to the concert, but it's so funny how many things the fans say in mostly a delusional funny jokey way that ends up being true like there was a meme forever going around of this guy laying in his bed and then like his outfit laying next to him and people were like oh j-hope sleeps next to the outfits gonna wear the next day like this and that was a joke for the longest time and then he got instagram and then he started posting pictures of his outfits like he would lay them on the floor to be like this is what i'm gonna wear tomorrow and we were like it wasn't a joke. So uh, there's a lot of that happening right now. Now that they have Instagram in many ways. And it's just one more way to love them. One more reason to love them. And one more outlet for them to give us content. So I can't wait yeah. to see the Instagram posts. And honestly, I just hope that they have the best time in Vegas. Because they deserve it. Even though we won't be there. It's okay. It's not. But we'll live. Okay. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> and with that... <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And yeah, thank you guys so much. And uh, thank you for your reviews. Thank you for your subscriptions. Thank you for the follows. We're slowly but surely climbing up the ranks. And we're so happy that you guys are enjoying our content. And please let us know what else you want to hear from us. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the MIA2K podcast. We have lots of great content coming up ahead. So please don't forget to follow and subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you enjoyed our episodes, please rate us five stars. And for the real-time tea, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook by searching for at MIA2K Podcast. Dale! Bye!